Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Friday, July 30th. It has been a while. This is the 90s group Stained, or perhaps early 2000s, Stained, no no E-D, just D, Stained, saying, it's been a while. And now you will have that song stuck in your head all day. Uh, My name is Trevor, in case you're wondering, and uh, back to get back into those hear journals with you. A discipline that we um, take up at City Church is reading scripture and understanding uh, not only just for the sake of information, not even mainly for the sake of information, but for transformation of our heart and to walk in the way of Jesus. And so um, on our app, just to refresh you, we have a daily Bible readings for you to read and meditate. And what I am going to be doing uh, is... On Fridays, I'll be here with you reading a passage and we'll process it through together and think about and uh, what it means, what God is calling us to do, and we will respond to God with a yes and amen. So today, our reading for today is going to be Acts chapter 18, verses 18 through 28, beginning in verse 18 in Acts chapter 18. After staying for some time, Paul said farewell to the brothers and sisters and sailed away to Syria accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. He shaved his head at Sinchkrechen. <laughs> I folks, I have no idea how to pronounce that. <laughs> and that that hey, we're not going to edit that because just in case you think uh I know how to pronounce every word in the Bible, you are incorrect. Sinchkrechen, Sinchkrechen. I don't know what that is. Phew. Um, okay, because of a vow, uh, Ephesus is much easier. Because of a vow he had taken, he shaved his head. That's the point. When they reached Ephesus, <laughs> well, now I've got it. It's Ephesus, everybody. All right, right in the ship right now. Here we go. When they reached Ephesus, he left them there, but he himself entered the synagogue and debated with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer time, he declined. But he said farewell and added, I'll come back to you again if God wills. And then he set sail from Ephesus. On landing at Caesarea, he went up to Jerusalem and greeted the church, and then he went down to Antioch. After spending some time there, he set out traveling through one place after another in the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native Alexandrian, an eloquent man who was competent in the use of the scriptures, arrived in Ephesus. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he knew only John's baptism. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. After Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. When he wanted to cross over to Achaia, the brothers and sisters wrote to the disciples to welcome him. After he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating through the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. And that is a word of the Lord from Acts chapter 18. So when we do a hear journal, um, we that's an acrostic or a acronym. I suppose it's an acronym more than anything. Um, and that acronym is H for highlight, E for explain, A for apply, and R for response. So we're going to start by highlighting a verse in that group of verses we just read. Um, And what I want to highlight to you is in verse um, 26, that Apollos began to speak boldly in the synagogue 
Afterwards, Priscilla and Aquila heard him. They took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. Um, so, what the reason why I highlight that verse, now we want to explain it, is because of um, uh, what I want to bring out here is the power and the way of um, what we could call mentoring. Um, I actually uh, led a group this summer along with Whitney in our church to help uh, to help people take up the the act of mentoring of taking other believers who are not as far along in their faith and helping them to understand how to walk with Jesus. So um, you would have read yesterday if you're following along in our daily Bible reading at the start of 18, you actually find the moment that Paul arrives in Ephesus and he meets Aquila and Priscilla who are Jews at this point and they actually hit it off because they share the same profession. Both Paul and Aquila and Priscilla are tent makers. So Paul ends up living with Aquila and Priscilla as tent makers. Um, and remember, of course, Paul is coming in as um, what we'll just call a former Jew, now a Christian. Aquila and Priscilla are former Jews. They hear the gospel. They become Christians. Paul lives with them. And then we get to our text today where um, they actually travel around. Uh, they actually uh, travel around with Paul. They go from Ephesus in verse 18, from Ephesus to Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila go with them um, before they end up, uh, excuse me, before they end up back. Uh, not, I'm sorry, he didn't, he didn't meet Aquila and Priscilla in Ephesus. They actually go to Ephesus with Paul. And then Paul leaves them, drops them off in Ephesus. And this is where the action kind of picks up in verse 24, where this guy named Apollos, who also look, is his background is Jewish, and he comes, and he is the bee's knees. He is the um, thought leader. He is the TED talker. He wows people with what he says. He is, uh, Paul writes, uh, yes, um, excuse me, Luke writes, he is an eloquent speaker, and he gets up, and I love the way that Luke phrases this. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, in verse 25, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus. Now, this would not be as astounding if it weren't for the verse that we highlighted in verse 26, where he begins to speak boldly in the synagogue, but Priscilla and Aquila hear him, and they take him aside and explain the way of God more accurately. Now, not sure exactly what this is about. It says that he only knew John's baptism. This could be Priscilla and Aquila taking Apollos aside to say, um, hey, you need to understand Jesus's baptism and what the church is called to. Could be that. Um, It could be, and this is just me just reading this here and thinking through it. Um, It could be that Apollos, while he is talking about Jesus accurately when he speaks to the Greeks in Ephesus, because it it notes that when he goes into the synagogue um, is where they confront him, but when he talks to the Jews, it seems maybe he's not coming from the right angle, which could be affirmed by what we read at the end of this verse, where where when he goes to Achaia after he arrives, um, he is able to vigorously refute the Jews in public. So it seems like maybe Aquila and Priscilla have changed his mind sort of about how to present Jesus to the Jews. That could be something, okay? In case you're wondering that, that's why I'm answering that. I don't think that's the point of why Luke includes this and why the Holy Spirit through Luke includes this in this writing. 
Um, one of the reasons is because it, that, that it is included here, I think, of the intent of the Holy Spirit is to show us the way that Aquila and Priscilla go from um, first being introduced to Christ to now even um, kind of the people in the pews, Aquila and Priscilla, correcting and helping this preacher to get things right even more accurately than he was preaching before. All right, two things there. One is I want you to note, um, I want you to note the journey of Aquila and Priscilla. They start out by living with Paul, living with Paul. Paul lives with them as tent makers. Then Paul brings them along on his mission work, on his church planting work. That's how they end up in Ephesus. Then Paul leaves them, trusting that they can make it on their own. And then at that point, they listen for um, someone to, they look and listen for someone to lead, and they do that. And then finally, they release Apollos, and Apollos now can go and do the work that he is called to do. Um, application. That's the explanation. Now the application. Um, the application I will boil down for today's purposes to this. That is, um, we need these kind of mentors in the church. We need this kind of teaching to follow Jesus to happen. And notice how the teaching that Aquila and Priscilla do to correct Apollos Notice how it is not stand up on the stage teaching. That's what Apollos is doing, which has its right and good place. But this comes about, this this sort of teaching event comes about through some very organic yet intentional discipleship, mentorship. Paul notes a commonality. We're both tent makers. He allows or sort of invites himself over, I guess, to Aquila and Priscilla's house to live. They spend time with Paul. They soak up Paul's message about Jesus. They can then are ready to be turned loose. They go on a journey with Paul. Then they're turned loose. And then they hear they hear someone else who needs to hear this message. And so they sit Apollos down and they are able to release Apollos. And you see the way this can happen over and over and over. Now, Apollos can do this and he goes and encourages people and he sets straight these other Jews that have the wrong idea about Jesus. That is the way really healthy, beautiful discipleship, mentorship works. It's people always listening, people always looking, not for a way to correct. That's not the point is to correct everybody, but to help someone understand the way of Jesus more accurately. I just think Priscilla and Aquila is a beautiful picture. I think it's a beautiful picture that we have this married couple that's doing it. Um, You know, Paul gets... um, Paul gets dogged a ton for some statements that he makes regarding women throughout some of his epistles. Um, but while he gets a lot of shade for that, he doesn't get a lot of credit for what the Holy Spirit does through him here where he just he takes these folks and he teaches Priscilla and Aquila, or I suppose to say Priscilla and Aquila. Like there, there is there is a female leading the way in teaching this male leader Apollos how to follow the way of Jesus more accurately. I think that's a beautiful nugget tucked in here. Another kind of subversive nugget to say, hold on, guys. Everybody has value in the kingdom of God. Everybody has the ability to mentor. Everybody has the ability to make disciples. You you are not sitting on the sideline because of your race, because of your gender, because of 
whatever. That's not, you're, you're not on the sideline from doing God's work. And there's this beautiful organic relationship that happens. So let's respond to that today. And I'd simply ask you this question um, to pray back to God as you think about applying this and then as we'll respond. Is, I don't have to ask is, I know God's calling you to mentor someone, to be a mentor, because Matthew 28 tells us that. like He's calling us to make disciples. The question is, are your ears open to both receive mentorship, to receive someone showing you the way of Jesus more accurately, and is your is your mouth or your ears open to hear where people need your help and to respond to it? We live in a very distracted society, very busy, and it takes intentionality to look around to find people that can both teach you about the way of Jesus and that you can likewise teach others about the way of Jesus. And so let's respond to that calling on our lives. Let's have a moment of silence first before we pray. Our Father, you have placed this picture in my mind of City Church being a church full of people who take seriously mentorship and discipleship and showing others the way of Jesus. Whether it's someone who's walked with Jesus for 10 years and like Apollos, you, you, you are saying accurate things about Jesus, but there's another layer, another depth that you need to be led into. Or people who don't know Jesus at all, who still need to be taught the way of Jesus and what it is that Christ died and is coming back again. Father, whichever, whoever and whomever, at whatever time you call us to, we want to be ready like Aquila and Priscilla, ready to respond, ready to live life with those we can learn from and then also take that out to pass it on to others. Would you make this church, City Church, would you make it a church full of people who are attentive to your calling to mentor and disciple? Will you do that in my life? And show me even in this new season coming into the fall now um, where you would have me put my efforts of discipleship and mentoring. And all over City Church right now that, that, that whoever you are, that you would pray in that direction right now. God, where do you want me? Who do you want me to lead and pour into? And from whom do you want me to learn? We know that you're gracious. We know that you'll provide. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.